Who's got the biggest, the cleanest, the coldest whips of all? Buzz! Can you dig it? Who's never late and never missed a single call? Buzz! Right on time. Who is the man when you need a chauffeur in Duval? Buzz! Damn right. Now listen, when you need a ride to the airport, the bar, a wedding, or anywhere in between, call the man we all know as Mr. Pay-Per-View. Buzz! 904-887-0763. Love you guys. Are you in Wisconsin? Because those are the cabins that I don't know. <laughs> like, where, are you where exactly are you in Wisconsin? Uh, Minong. I'm sorry. Minong. I M I N O N G. Oh, so you went to? Jack I thought Davis. you said Wisconsin. You went to China? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was about to be a D's nuts man, joke. Man said I'm in Vietnam. <laughs> man, man said I'm in Vietnam. <laughs> hey, Google Google the Jack Links headquarters. That's where I'm at. That's how I know you're not in a real place. Here, look, this man's just vibing, bro. Dilla goes to the most random places. That's beautiful. You, know, you, up, there with, the, you up there with family? Yeah. Okay. How His close family is likes that? to go to places like in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's <laughs> where so they live. How There's always a lake that? too, though. Yo, how close is that to where your, your mom and pops are living now? Two hours. Oh, that's not bad. My parents live on the Mississippi River, which is the border of that's Minnesota bad. and Wisconsin. This motherfucker is all the way up here. Yeah. <laughs> where'd, where'd you fly into? Minneapolis. I stayed at my parents for a couple days and then we drove over here. Tomorrow we'll drive home and then I fly home on Monday. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Beard's you're really, looking good. You are for real in the middle of fucking nowhere, dude. Yeah. Every, bro, literally, other than like Milwaukee and Madison, everywhere in Wisconsin's in the middle. It's the middle of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. The, the Wisconsin Dells are fun as shit, but other than that, like you said, it ain't ain't nothing out here. He's like way the fuck up there. Sally is really caught up on this. The weather looks elite. <laughs> yeah, the humidity right now is like a clean 40%. I can like tell, bro. You're, 70 you're, degrees outside. Your beard is looking just choice right now. I can tell yeah. it's, it's good. It's a good hair day. There's no, there's no like humidity yeah, making know. it puff up or anything like that. Yeah. Hey, beard day. Good for you. So, we've had two boats the whole time. My cousin, they, they both left today. So they took one of the boats, but we got one of the other boats here. They all just went out on the pontoon right now. Yesterday we had fish fry from all the fish we caught this week. It's fucking fire. Oh yeah. Jesus. Living the dream, my guy. Dude, we did it. I did a 50 mile ATV ride on like Tuesday. It was so much fun. That's, uh, you can do that in Jacksonville too, yeah. Yeah, like down Atlantic Boulevard. Yeah. Shoot across 295 Beach Boulevard. <laughs> you can like make a racetrack. You're probably gonna die, but you can do it. Osceola National <laughs> Forest, bro. 
That's with the Tebow shirt. I love it. Yeah, love man, it. I got to support the claws, man. <laughs> I'm still mad. You're still so, mad? <laughs> I'm still upset. So we said we're going to talk Tebow. We're going we're gonna to crush Urban. And then we're going to talk about how Curtis Dvorak was lying on Antoine Bethea. That's it. <laughs> I didn't hear that because I didn't listen to that episode because I've, I've probably talked to Curtis too many times in my life to begin with. So what, what, apparently what was he said? On? Apparently he said um, he said during the 59-yard Scobie kick, he like was talking shit to Antoine Bethea. And like before the kick, he was something about like how – I'm gonna catch this or something. He's he's he was back there to like the safety. That was but say he was gonna return it. Yeah, and he was saying he was gonna return it, and and Curtis was like, "No, I'm catching this shit." Hey, I got a question. He, <laughs> and then he said he caught it, and he like ran by him and said, "You looking for this?" And like held the ball. <laughs> and hey, then hey, Antoine Bethea tweeted say... out, he was like, "The lies people tell." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, why would Bethea be back there? They were they were winning, so if he missed it, they would have won. No, it was tied. So. It was tied. Oh, was it tied? I thought yeah. they were about one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think sense. it was 28-28, if I remember right. Yeah. I was thinking 28-27. I thought we won 30-28. I got you. That makes more sense then. There you go. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's super sad, though, bro? Like That's a highlight of Jack's fandom. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like real, though, like for Andy and even Nubs. Because how old are you, Nubs? 28, turning 29 in October. Okay, so maybe like you know you're on like the the older end of that. You probably you still remember some of the other stuff, but like right for, for a lot of Jag fans and they're like early to mid twenties. The David Garrard Hail Mary, the Hail mm-hmm. Mary, and then that Scobie fifty nine is yeah. like that's it. This is like people. I, I'm looking on Twitter and like when when uh, Andy cut that clip and and put it out there and just the comments underneath it, like oh my god, one of the best memories ever. And I'm just thinking to myself mm-hmm. like. I look back yeah. like with Shane. We were like, eight and eight every, that year. Yeah, every period. Yeah. <laughs> but like what sucks is that besides 07 and 17, I have like no fond memories of the Jets. Like 2010 was the best year. Like even then we beat Cleveland. MJD took that screen pass like 70 yards. It was a fun year, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Eight eight. But David Garrard collapsed like he always did. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were one win away from beating Indy and taking the division and and we didn't. No, we lost every single game since then. <laughs> there were there was snowing in the game against Washington, and we got beat. Dude, that game was colder than fuck. Yeah, dude, I've got a good story about that game. About the yeah. section. Now that you guys sit in the section, like, yeah, I've, I've got a good story about that one. I don't know. You want me to tell it now, or should we like save it for on air? Save it, or this could be on air if you want. Oh, okay. Um. It uh. So there were red like it was kind of more old school days of of 124 and but like it was Ronnie and Robbie and like all their dudes um, and then basically Melissa and I or maybe a couple other people that we know but it was mostly just like the old school crew and Ronnie and Robbie have this buddy named Cheyenne that is just crazy he's crazy and there were these Redskin fans. There was like four of them sitting in the row, like in front of where I sit. And they were pounding out of this flask all game, just like passing. There's two of them were like, just, I mean, they drank the whole big flask of whiskey, like, and they were, they were already lubed up. Um, and everybody's freezing, like huddled together. Um, and something happened in that game where, they like started talking shit 
and all of us were talking shit back. And the next thing you know, the like the one guy, he's getting squirrely and he's like bowing up to like Ronnie and this guy Cheyenne. And his girl's trying to like push everybody apart. It's always the girls. It's like that lady in the video who throws mm-hmm. the <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's always it's always it's always the females. So like she starts like, and the next thing you know, like Cheyenne takes her hand and like smacks it off of hit like she was putting her hand like up on him like this. And he's like boom and smacks it down. He's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And the dude, the dude goes, man, don't, don't touch my girl. Don't, you know, so he starts like getting more aggro. And next thing you know, they get, it gets broken up. They walk away for a little while, you know, it's probably, that's probably like in the second or third quarter. Next thing you know, it's like the third quarter, fourth quarter. And the guy, their crew comes back and we're all like, Oh man. Cause I knew it. I knew Cheyenne just wasn't going to let it go. Right. I mean, a dude named Cheyenne, he just doesn't let shit go. Oh, that's what I was thinking earlier. Yeah. It's a dude yeah. named Cheyenne. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So you, yeah. you know, a motherfucker's crazy. Yeah. When he's Cheyenne he's, he's been, he's been through some shit. He's battle tested, right? Like yeah. you don't grow yeah. up with a stripper. Name, yeah. Like, if you not be battle tested. <laughs> so, so my man gets my man, like he comes back and immediately like all the boys start chirping at him and he so the dude like finally um you know again the girl starts getting in the middle of it and and like they're like dude get your girl away from us like this guy cheyenne's like and i'm like i'm saying to myself the whole time cheyenne do not hit a girl please do not hit a fucking female (laughs) not hit a female like like because you're dumb enough not i shouldn't say that casey's listening um (laughs) you know you're crazy enough to do something stupid like that and I'm like, please don't let her hit him because then I don't know what's going to happen. And, and she's chirping, she's chirping. I'm trying to break it up. I'm like, guys, come on, man. Like what this freaking eight degrees out here. Like you get hit in the face, it's going to hurt even worse. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so next thing you know, like the dude, like the girl, the guy grabs his girl, moves her out of the way. And he starts like, like, you know, nose to nose, like everybody who thinks they're a badass does with Cheyenne. Cheyenne at this point, again, you guys remember how cold it was if you were there takes his jacket off takes his shirt off and it's just like and he's all tatted up and he's just like what he's like hit me i dare you hit me hit me and the guy's like the guy's like you hit me you know they're doing that macho yeah. shit. <laughs> finally the guy says something to cheyenne that was like real flagrant and cheyenne goes i bet i'm gonna do something to you and i bet you still won't hit me and the guy and i'm like <laughs> this point I'm just, oh my goodness y'all gonna suck each other's dicks or are we gonna fight <laughs> oh, no, <bro. laughs> homie homie spits in this redskins face. oh and he's like he's like you won't do anything he's like what you like watch me spits in his face and i'm just like i didn't see that part coming you know it's like one of those where i'm like yeah. i didn't see that coming and frankly if he gets his ass beat at this point he deserves it yeah. and but then, like, next thing you know, the dude, like, swings a ham, and it's just like, boom, it's a melee. And his buddies are trying to jump in. We're pulling everybody apart. Dude, I shit you not. <laughs> Security comes. And this is back in the older days of 124 when it wasn't, like, a lot of away fans or anything. Security comes. And everybody in the section's like, that guy started it. It was all him. It was all him. We do anything. And of course, they're like, bullshit, this guy right here. And she, like, we just kind of hid Cheyenne behind a few people. And we're like, who? Nobody, man. Everybody's like, you're, you're crazy. Get get, the, get these people out of here. Get these people out of here. So finally, they, 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 
all the security because now he's pissed because he's like wait a minute this dude spit in my face and, and the safe person's looking at him like who spit in your face and we're like nobody spit nobody would do that around here none of us would ever do that and we're like looking at him and we're like how dare you lie man you come into our stadium you start crying and then you're gonna say you have the audacity to say it's like the audacity to say that somebody would spit in your face and he was just like uh, just just going nuts at this point so somebody next to me goes hey hey officer check that guy's back pocket and then they find the flask like literally like that dude in the video where the, the bouncer yeah. picks him up they're like they're like dragging him out he's kicking his screws that guy spit in my face and I, <laughs> with that said i don't condone that that's kind of a, a, a bitch move to spit they should have looked they should have looked for the guy in the with no shirt on when it was eight degrees outside who looked like yeah when <laughs> <laughs> the best part was these cats had you know god what year was that they had some of the dumbest was it 2010 they had some of the dumbest redskins jerseys on too bro like i'm trying to it was like god i can't remember what they were but it was just like the most random player that was good in like the early 2000s that nobody remember yeah they were jason campbell (laughs) no i think jason campbell was playing that game no it was a grossman was it grossman yeah, that's yeah, right. Beat by yep. Grossman. Yeah. Was yeah. that before they got McNabb? Yeah, that's right before yeah. they got McNabb. Yeah. 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 yeah so, oh my yeah. God, we did get beat by Rex Grossman. <laughs> Sexy Rexy. They have had some truly I'm horrific pretty, quarterbacks. I'm pretty sure we got beat by Rex Grossman and by on multiple teams. So. Oh, yeah. guaranteed, guaranteed. He, he beat us on the Bears too. That's like Fitzpatrick. You know, he's beating us on what, like four or five different teams now. Six teams, yeah. Forty-five, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of him, he's now the quarterback of the Washington, Washington football team. Yeah, that's right. Didn't uh, Andrew, our boy Andrew Nappy, didn't he go to Washington when y'all went in, what was it, 14? Bortles' rookie year. Didn't he want to fight some people in the stands? You know, Dude, that game was nuts. There was fights the whole game. Yeah. yeah. In, in Washington. That shit was crazy. We were yeah. in those, like, steel cage things. Yeah, they were loud as fuck. We were just minding our own business, and all of a sudden, fists started flying from sections of it. Yeah, yeah, that shit was crazy. It was just brawling the whole game. I was like, "This we're already in our ass beat. Relax." Yeah, Yeah, chill. Chad Henney's been sad. That was the Kirk Cousins. That was that was the Kirk Cousins come out game. Yeah, and Robert Griffin like broke his foot or ankle or whatever, and they were, they were like, "Oh, here comes Kirk Cousins." I was like, "Oh, thank God, we got a shot." Motherfucker lit us up. <laughs> we did not Every have play a was shot. Like, big play, big play, big play. Yeah. I was like, "Golly, that was, uh, dude." I've been to some demoralizing away trips. That was that was among the worst. Um, well, that was just, after the Eagles game when we went up seventeen nothing, and we yeah. felt like we were competitive and we were going to be all right. Yeah, in yep. Jaguar fashion, we went to Washington and got beat by 37. Well, that's because what, what was it? That's Luke McCown. No, that was Chad Henney. I guarantee Chad, nobody got their ass yeah. beat like Chad Henney that day. Yeah. yeah, Chad Henney got sacked like 10 times. Yeah. yeah. I just remember walking back to the BCB buses and I was just fucking roasting everyone we on were. that long walk back. <laughs> we were. Yeah. yeah, we were. <laughs> we were. That was brutal, man. That one, San Diego. So I don't think any of y'all went to San Diego, but that that was to travel literally completely across the country mm. to, to catch that that one. I remember I remember that game because that was after the Packer game when we were competitive again. Looked like we had a chance. <laughs> then we went to San Diego and got beat by thirty. Oh, how do you remember that shit with how much alcohol? It was about like crazy. forty something. <laughs> 
And it was, uh, uh, you know, it see the the problem with that that era of, of away games was when we would lose and get blown out. It wasn't even like competitive in the beginning. Yeah, it was like no. you get a, a blocked punt in the first two minutes. Yeah, it was <laughs> over. It was literally like you walk in the stadium, someone just pantsed you and then kicked you in the nuts. Like that's how mm-hmm. the game started. Like it, it was, <laughs> like as soon as you enter, you couldn't even go get a beer. It was just no, like, it, was, it was a repetitive like nut kicking too. Like over yeah, and over yeah, and stop. over again. San Diego, I remember I, um, you know, because made by Tim and I, Pat didn't go on that trip. So like we literally flew out a few days earlier and we ended up, you know, for that one, we threw a tailgate which is never easy to do when you're that far away, but we had some logistics on our side, like knowing a good taco vendor and all that. Um, and the other angle of that too, is there's plenty of parking around old Qualcomm or Qualcomm. whatever it was. Um, so we ended up uh, throwing the tailgate. So like we literally, we landed, snagged some in and out burger and drove to target. And then like this total wine st- you know, type of store. And we bought, we had, um, we went and bought a couple of pop-up tents. We had some of the BCBLA guys bringing pop-up tents down. Um, we did all the beers. Remember how we did in Nashville a couple of times where we did them in the big plastic tubs. That yep. was where we came up with that idea. Cause it was like, we can't bring coolers. Like we're not right. bringing coolers across country. So that was easy. So we did that anyway. You know, so we do this whole thing, you know, busting our ass. We got a 15 passenger van just loaded up with tailgate supplies and just Tim and I, and, you know, we walk into that game and that happens. So I spent literally, I think like early third quarter, I just walked out and I don't know if you guys have ever been to Qualcomm, but like I walked out, we were on the upper deck and on their concourses, you can be on the concourse and not know a single thing about what's going on in the game. They don't have a single TV. There's not a single speaker, <laughs> like anything. So it was great. I just sat out there and started like, like tweeting and, and just, yeah. just hanging out looking at the beautiful Southern California uh, skyline. And I was just like, Nope, I have no clue. I the only stadium with less amenities is the Coliseum in Rome. <laughs> it's in Qualcomm. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is why they moved. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. Hey, the Coliseum in Rome is better built, too. Yeah, definitely. It'll be there That's... way longer. <laughs> oh yeah i don't know man it's been uh it's been crazy well are we are, are we like officially unofficially kicked off on this episode yeah. this episode of the bold take is brought to you by a1 sliders sliding glass door and window repair i like to think of my sliding glass door on the back of my house as like an airplane right it needs to land perfectly and smoothly in the little groove aka the runway for proper functionality. If yours isn't, you need to head over to a1sliders.com or give them a call 386-538-6835 for a free estimate of how to get your airplane landing perfectly on your runway. Again, a1sliders.com, 386-538-6835. Give them a call and get that airplane landing smoothly right on that runway. Now back to the bold take. Going on a road trip soon, right? Yeah. Well, I was just gonna like go ahead and give an update on that. Yeah. So, let's let's hear it. We're all fucking please curious. because my DMs are filled with these. Yeah. So, I don't know. Middle, people. I the promise official, you. 
us as the unofficial like middle management where people come to us because they don't know you and they're like yeah what the fuck? where's the tickets are we buying tickets like, i don't fucking know dude <laughs> i don't know what to do do i buy them now do i wait for bcb bro i don't know <laughs> yeah um so it has been a nightmare um i'll give the update and um so first and foremost houston uh, hoping to have everything ironed out very soon um first things first so no problem getting tickets to the astros game ironically like you know so that's fun that's been locked away for a while we'll have plenty of seats if people want to go to that friday night um saturday evening the night before party locked in good to go uh we're doing it pretty cool we're doing it at uh, bcb houston's uh kind of the the bar where they watch all the games it looks like a really cool, cool spot they'll have college football on all afternoon and evening um that saturday night so we'll have that um the difficult part has been getting tickets just you know you think the houston the texans you know the fans aren't that fired up um it's not that easy to get tickets in the lower level that are kind of together but we're going to have about 50 of them in one to two sections they're mostly going to be pairs so if you've got a crew of you know four or six or whatever sometimes on these trips we can accommodate big crews and we'll you know we'll slot them in uh, if you want to sit in that section with a bunch of JAG fans and, and BCV people, you're going to have to uh, pair it up. You're going to have to pair it up. Uh, let me too, man. Um, it, you're going to have to, you know, this guy is jabroni over here just talking the whole time, probably getting picked up on the microphone. I'm recording a podcast. I'm working here. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, you know, minimal tickets. And we're doing that for a couple of reasons. One, it's not that easy. Two, they're expensive. Three, um, you know, just with COVID, we just kind of made the the conscious decision this year um, with these trips that we we're going to focus more on kind of pregame stuff and other parts of the trips and let people kind of because a lot some things I can refund people on if we go out and I buy a block of 150 tickets and we sell them all and then all of a sudden they don't they don't allow people to come into the stadium or something you know which houston it's in texas the only state that's more fucked up than we are so we're probably good on that end um yeah. but you know cincy who knows what could happen up there so anyway we're just trying to like eliminate as much possibility for um you know bad things happening on that end so uh lastly and the whole reason this whole uh trip is being drug out and we haven't been able to um launch any of the sales yet one of the main reasons I never wanted to go to Houston for an away trip. And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast and I know I have in our conversations, but one of the reasons is because they have so many noon kicks and trying to plan a pregame party with a noon kick is not easy. And they don't have really good um, there. It's not really conducive to set up an away tailgate there because the, the lots are all um, owned by the team and they First of all, a lot of the lots around the stadium that are owned by the team don't open up until like two or three hours before the game. So it's, it's, it's just, it's not conducive. So it's literally I literally for parking. It's not for tailgating. Yeah. They have a couple of areas where there's some big tailgates <laughs> that are thrown, but they're Houston Texans tailgates. Like right. we don't want to go to that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, luckily we're, you know, we're well-versed and <clears throat> excuse me, experienced in doing the bar gates uh, with that said, it has not been easy to find a bar. Uh, there are very few bars around the stadium there at Reliant. Um, 
the ones that are are total shitholes like not even in a cool like Pete's or Ginger's way <laughs> like just <laughs> places that like I couldn't I, in good conscience I wouldn't want to bring a couple hundred people there and actually take their money for going there so yeah. you know we're forced to go a little bit more up towards midtown and downtown uh again most bars don't open at 8 9 a.m on a Sunday so we're having to find places that are willing to get staff and open up early for us hasn't been that easy to do um had one place that for the past two and a half months I thought was going to be the place. And within the last week and a half, two weeks, when I tried to uh, just confirm everything, they started getting squirrely and they've kind of bailed on us at this point. So now I've been forced to go and try and find another place. So um, with all that said, uh, I, I still plan on finding us a place. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to one right now that looks like it will probably work out. The vent, the location of the venue, the, the style of the venue isn't as cool as the other one. The other one was going to be really awesome, kind of like Denver, uh, but it'll be a pub with breakfast tacos to fill your belly and a couple hours of drinking before we all hop on the uh, the Metro rail and ride to the stadium. So uh, before hoping, we go watch Gardner Minshew play quarterback. Yes. Before we go watch Gardner yeah. I mean, only right to start the season. Uh, we've done it before um, for the second game. Of the season. So yeah, you'll be able to slam a bunch of beverages before watching Gardner uh, start the season opener. So anyway, that, you know, that, it's a long story just because I've been getting, I know you guys have like jokingly said, that a bunch of people have been asking y'all and obviously that's the last thing that I, I want for, for all my buddies to have to deal with, but a lot of people have been asking me and us and all of our bold city accounts. So, um, you know, wanted to be sure to give a little bit of the background on all of it. That's where everything lays right now. Hopefully in the next couple of days, we'll have solidified the bar gate and, uh, and everything like that. So with that said, um, if you're listening to this, and you're holding off on getting game tickets because maybe you thought you wanted to get them with BCB. I, th- I think the 50 are going to go pretty quick. So if you're, if you're one of those people, which I know there's a lot of them out there that like to just have all your ducks in a row and don't want to wait any longer, feel free, go grab some snag some tickets to the game. We're going to be in the lower level. The first thing everybody asked me to, what section are you going to be in? I'm not positive yet. I know it's lower level. I think it's near the end zone. Um, working with a ticket broker, they kind of, I give them parameters. They come back and a couple of weeks before the game, they send me all the tickets. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that one. Cincy kind of similar. Uh, it's been hard to find a bar gate. A lot of these places, I, I just, I don't have a lot of connections and, you know, I've never been to Cincinnati myself. I've, I've you know, spoken with a lot of people that, that live in the area that have been giving me ideas. Uh, what we're running into in Cincy is a lot of the bars around the stadium are, are not, big enough to accommodate a hundred, 200 plus of us, um, before the Thursday night game. So, um, still holding out hope that we'll find a good spot there. We're going to have plenty of tickets for Cincy. Um, and they're actually pretty, pretty affordable, uh, considering it's a Thursday night game and it'll be lower level. So we'll have that one. Um, Jacksonville North is going to have some tickets available. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what it sounds like. Sounds only like, place yeah. that has less fans than us consistently. <laughs> I, I will say this: I'm 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 fired up to go up to Cincy. It, it feels weird to say, but I, I've never been. I've heard in all the research that I feel like now I know every bar in downtown because I've literally been looking at all of them. Um, mm-hmm. 
there's lots of just cool looking places all around there and even across the river in Kentucky. So I'm, I'm if it is up. like Jack's, we fucking love Jack's. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, it looks way better than our downtown. So <laughs> um, yeah, downtown does it. So does the trailer park next to the Regal on Beach Boulevard. <laughs> oh, this place looks lit. <laughs> oh, there's less have... homeless people. <laughs> They've got they've got three gas stations. This is um no. So same thing with Cincy. Obviously, Cincy. There's a few more weeks after uh, after the Houston trip, so we, we maybe have a, a little bit more time with that one. But hasn't been easy, man. I don't know. Um, you know, it's a weird weird world out there right now. With weird COVID. times we're living in. Yeah. 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 So, um, but apologies to everyone who, you know, I know normally we, we've got the stuff well before now launched. Um, I have not stopped working on it. I would communicate with everyone if, if we were going to cancel everything. I don't want everybody sitting around waiting for us and then cancel it. But it's also worth noting that Pat had a baby. So that's well, yes and no. Pat doesn't do anything for the trips. But... Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> his, for his part, you know. Yeah, um, actually, that's not true. Pat, when I send Pat all of the details pat builds he the makes a website. website yeah yeah um <laughs> okay. and then he helps ship out all the tickets and stuff so i love you pat i'm just kidding uh but for the harder to build websites when you got a little one for the planning and the logistics i got two bro i, I, I know no but, with, for anybody. but a single guy versus having a, a new baby it's harder it's who's a the level. single guy like okay you don't have a baby to having a baby it's a little harder you know what i'm saying pat's not used to it yet that's all I got you. Well, you know what? I'm you're giving saying. Pat a lot of credit here. I need Pat to go call some bars in Cincinnati if you're listening, Pat. Uh, <laughs> help us find one. No. Uh, I Where are you at, Made by Tim? I know. He, well, Made by Tim. So the other, question, the other question we keep getting is, when are y'all launching memberships? And we're like, dude, we're working on it. T you know, listen, Tim's yeah. like the creative genius. I, I try and rush him sometimes, but this, yeah. is, this is the 10th year. This is the 10th year of, of BCB. He's taken this this design for the tenth year logo and the shirt very very seriously. So people, you can't rush the genius. Uh, he committed to me earlier this week on the uh, on the super secret BCB uh, Zoom call that he is working on it and that he hopes to have it maybe done this week. So nice. whoa whoa breaking okay. breaking when he's done we'll launch. We'll he, launch. Couldn't, he, he couldn't in good faith launch it while Tim Tebow is on the roster. I think that's what it is. <laughs> oh, hey, exactly. don't let don't let Joe Sherbert's wife hear this. She's gonna get pissed. She had it. Oh first. my god. <laughs> hey, while we're at it though, um, uh, I'm gonna pour one out for Joe Sherbert. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> R.I.P. Man, that guy was great. We won a lot of games with him. Just our, I feel like our nicknames, though, um, you know, it's uh, starting to shrink. We need some new ones. Yeah, we so yeah, we definitely need some new ones. We're probably going to uh, lose another one here in a couple of weeks, right? Who's that? Well, it's not really a nickname, but a guy who never earned his name, Tavin. Who's that? Mm. That guy ain't making it, is he? I don't know. I think he's making. I don't it know who you're talking about, dude. <laughs> you think he's making it, Dilla? Yeah, for sure. Why? Because <laughs> they're running a three-man front, and he weighs fucking three hundred pounds, and he can get off the line, and he's a gator, and he already cut Tim Tebow. I got to keep another one around. Oh my god! Well, I, I was gonna say I, I think I agree with Dilla, but it wasn't necessarily for that exact reason. It was more along the lines of um, 
they just don't have a ton of guys who are going to play that position that he that – right. So He can also play inside and outside, which is yeah. going to give him – even if he's not good at it, I shouldn't say he can play anything. <laughs> yeah. he, he, can, okay. he can occupy the space inside and outside. Duval Doom is a free agent right now. Let's sign him up and cut Taven Bryan and put him in there. He can fill a space and we'll this, be fine. This is how a bold take Hall of Famer joins the podcast right here. <laughs> I mean, Taven Bryan is awful. Bro. <laughs> hey, he showed to up to camp. He's been fucking what? killing his Peloton. Hey, yeah, no shit. Killing the Peloton. He's, he's probably fucking better than Taven. That's what I'm saying. He's in better shape than Taven Bryan. Taven Bryan showed up with a black eye. I heard Duval Doom gave him the black eye. <laughs> he wants his spot. For those for those who are not for those who are not on online, extremely online, we're joined by Bold Take Hall of Famer, uh, simply known as Nubs. So we're hi, here. I think I'm <laughs> the first Hall of Famer to be on here too. So that's exciting. Cap, do you have a do you have a gauntlet for Nubs or no? Uh, no, not not okay. Not so I mean, the, can, officially, the, one on officially the, the the rule is the rule is going to be officially that if you're a Hall of Famer, you don't have to run the gauntlet. You earned. Oh, it. I like that. I like that. You if like you had that? a gauntlet, though, you were running it. But I, I will answer one, any question you any question you have. I will answer though. Yeah. <laughs> That's because any Hall of Famer would. That's how yeah. I might yeah. have to come up with a few just for the lightning round. <laughs> you can't there's make, a f- you can't make the Hall of Fame without being willing to answer any question on there's that. a there's a few from back in my day that I will not answer, but <laughs> I got one else. right now off the cuff. Here we go. True okay. or false. True or false. J Nubs and Jason Caruso are Eskimo brothers. <laughs> with on with See, Andre Branch and Luke Jokel. When I said from a few back in my day that I would not answer, that is what I was talking about. True, true, true. Yeah, true, yeah. True. I don't, I don't know what you're referring to. Um, this episode of the Bold Take is brought to you by Perfect Rack Billiards. Perfect Rack is a locally owned sports bar and grill located at one one eight six Edgewood Ave South in Murray Hill. Features great food, a full bar, 14 TVs, eight pool tables, and a punny name. Perfect Rack was voted best chicken wings and best bar food by Folio Weekly's Best of Jacks. Um, They've got great specials during the week, including 60-cent wing Wednesdays, $2 select drafts Thursdays, and during football season, free shots for every Jags touchdown. That might get dangerous this year, folks. Uh, throw them a follow on the Twitter machine at Perfect Rack Jacks. And next time you're looking for great wings, great drinks, and a game of billiards, head on over to uh, Murray Hill, beautiful Murray Hill neighborhood. Now back to the bold take. <laughs> let's jump into it. Let's talk about our dumbass head coach and the dumbass quarterback that's maybe going to play more than he should. I'm really worried about Urban Meyer. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he, might be, he might be really stupid. Wait yeah. Wait a minute. All right. Let's reset here. We're jumping into it. Topic number one for this episode, preseason. Urban Meyer, Josh, a.k.a. J-Nubs, please elaborate on why you're really worried about Urban Meyer. Well, I just feel like he takes no accountability. Like in his press conference, everything, he's like, well, I haven't been here before. Um, I'm leaning on Trent and my coordinators and this, that, and the other. And then Gardner Minshew is taking snaps with the ones on August 19th. 
Like, I'm just a little stressed out about that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not super worried, but. And I mean, just time. to just to add to nubs in terms of like leaning on the coordinators, the only reason why Minshew is like still, you know, held in the same capacity that he's been is because Daryl Bevel has a boner for him, which is really extremely weird. Is that a Dillabomb? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if that's not known, but that's. Yeah. I, I, raise your hand if you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I will say it's funny because, like Nub said, Urban keeps saying, "Oh, I'm leaning on my coaches. I'm listening to my coaches. I'm listening to my coaches." And then I asked, um, and then I listened to Bevel talk today, and he was like, so non-committal. It's like, "Yeah, we'll probably start Trevor. I don't know. You know, coach will answer that better than me." It's like, mm, you guys are bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I think there's a couple aspects here with Urban. Like Nubs, you've sort of uncovered the fact that. You seem like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you seem like the fact that he is still kind of using that crutch of I'm new, I don't know still anything. figuring it out, like that bothers you. Yeah, which is fine in, you know, February to July, but we're late August now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we play fucking let's, real football in three weeks yeah, or something like that. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Yeah. yeah. What? So, I mean, the other aspect of this, right, is the is the real elephant in the room, and that's how much do you, or how pissed should anyone be right now, or frustrated, or scared, <laughs> any of those adjectives that, like Nubs just said, on August nineteenth, they're still running this dog and pony show of a QB competition, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the real question. Cause I I go kind of back and forth myself where I'm like, this is stupid. If you just use regular old fashioned logic, he should be getting as many reps as possible, right? Like that, like throw the, the faux QB competition. Cause we got to, you know, we're trying to prop up this, this, this whole idea of, compete, 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 Gus Bradley, um, left and right, right? Like we're trying to, we're trying to do that. Throw that out the window at this point, right? And I think anybody who's saying that has a really, really valid argument. I agree. There are moments when I read a tweet like today and it says that they were still splitting reps and I, you know, and I, and I, and I drop an F-bomb either silently or out loud. But then there's also moments where I'm like big picture, Trevor's first year. Hopefully he's the real deal. He's going to be here for a long time. Should we really be spending that much energy being pissed off about this? What do you think about that? Yes or no? I I think for me personally, until last week when we saw him in a game situation, the whole QB competition made sense because we're not there. We don't see what's happening in the building. And even at the practices, like they do all the fun shit on field three. You can't see anything anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, I understand there's going to be some stuff that we don't know. So, you just give him the benefit of the doubt. But then when we see him play, I mean, Gardner Minshew looked like he had never played fucking football before. And Trevor Lawrence, I thought, was great. And I don't know if you guys saw the really cool guy on the on the timeline who I found recently broke down Trevor's performance. And he was explaining how Trevor was going from his reads. And even on his very first third down as a pro, he went through three reads and found Marvin Jones on his third read after going through read one, read two, which was an option route, and he knew that neither of them were open, and he comes back and finds Marvin Jones that he double caught the ball, and we got a first down. 
And that alone lets me know that Trevor Lawrence is seeing it quicker than Gardner Minshew is, who still looks like a deer in the headlights when there's two safeties back. And I mean, the moment I was completely done with Gardner Minshew was on that deep ball where he like crow hopped. Oh, there you go. Fucking 40 yards. <laughs> don't get me started. Like I, I legitimate, I think I tweeted it, but I also like, I said it out loud. I, and, and it was more in like, it was half amazement, half, being bewildered and like even Jackson's mm-hmm. so Jackson now who plays a ton of baseball he understands what a crow hop is right so so I literally said out loud I was like holy crap he just full-on crow hopped and couldn't throw the ball from there to the yard <laughs> near, the, near end zone. the end zone it like should. it was near the end zone and Jackson no. looked at me it, Jackson looked at me he goes dad with a mini football, I think I could maybe throw it that far. And I'm like, <laughs> let's not get carried away. But, like, but yeah. get close, dude. <laughs> and, it, and it looked like he, it was just, it was bad mechanics, poor, form, like everything about it. He it just, if he would have just thrown the ball naturally, he would have thrown it much further. It was he didn't it, even crow hop right, bro. He like jumped. No, up. yeah. He went off his like front foot and like tried. <laughs> he looked like Derek Jeter in the hole. And Derek Jeter's got deeper arm making that crazy like, you know, iconic Derek Jeter throw. I just yeah. don't understand. Like, it looked more like a jump hook than a fucking shout, shout, hey, shout out to the first place New York Yankees nubs. Yo, I'm really excited over here. Shout out to me, O'Brien. Me and her on Jaguars Twitter. We're out here stunning. Just kidding. Not uh, first place. Second place. Shut the fuck up. No one gives a first fuck place in the Yankees. wild card. I think we're beating the twins right now. Shout out to my boy Dilla. Bro, me and fucking you and Sally and, uh, and Cap could beat the twins right now. They're fucking garbage. <laughs> anyway, Line so them up. back back to back <laughs> yeah. to back to Gardner Minshew's crow hop. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that front, Dilla. I, I think as long as things are kind of close, you can keep up that facade of competition. But you right. aren't you aren't fooling a single guy on that team, right? At this point, you know. Wait, I, I I thought about this the other day. In my head, I'm, I'm going back to all the interviews I've listened to with, with the receivers since training camp started. The other day, LaVisca Chenault, they're asking him about Trevor, and then he's like, oh, he's that dude. You know, like he – like, you know, blah, blah, And, and, and just, the way they talk about him, they've never even come close to talking about that way with, with, with Gardner. Like, when a dude is a dude, the guys know. And when mm-hmm. you're not – when a dude's a dud, they know too. So there's no – like, everybody on that team – knows that Trevor Lawrence is the starting quarterback, should be the starting quarterback. There's zero question about it. So at this point, that's where you lose me. Not just in the fact that, like, we saw it on Saturday night and, like, that should have been the end of it. But everybody's known that since day one. So when you couple that with the fact that that you could just see the gap in talent and ability for mm-hmm. ourselves on Saturday, it's like, dude, you're it, – yeah. like, you're – you're really stretching. You're really stretching it to say that that part of the competition is more important than his development in the reps. I'm getting, I'm yeah, actually getting mad right now that we're talking about it. Like I, I'm really getting pissed off that we're talking but about it. Right Trevor now. has been that dude since eighth grade, right? Battling Gardner Minshew is not going to motivate him to be a better quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking I'm literally about mad that we're talking about it for right as now. much hey, for as much coach speak that we get, like you said, Cap, it's obvious the players they, they tell you who they want without telling you who they want. It's, yeah, it's that yeah. obvious. 
to the point where Hattie said the other day he called him White Jesus. He doesn't even know Minshew's first name, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can't convince me otherwise. Like there's just no way. So I don't this know. This guy like, had like we're 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 gonna talk about it in a second, but they they made they like covered up their ass on their first mistake of bringing Tebow in. He was one of the first people cut. As we saw after one football game, he can't fucking play tight end, right? It was evident. Can't well, We'll get there in a second. Those will let you get your feelings out. We do your shirt. But with the quarterback that you took first overall, that you knew you were going to take first overall, the quarterback who was drafted, the quarterback we knew we were going to get that gave us Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer came to Jacksonville to coach Trevor Lawrence. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> you know, the competition. Just, I'm I mean, mad I, we're still talking about it. Well, I, I get – it's just confusing because there's a lot of things as fans. We, we, we aren't as smart as most of these football dudes, you know, sure. whether it be yeah. draft picks or, or free agent signings or play calls or whatever it is. And it, it's easy to be the, the, you know, the armchair QB and, and to fire off hot takes, but like you really, it's difficult to fake this one. Like you can't fake it. Like, yeah. And, and you're it's not Trevor fucking anyone. Lawrence. You're not fooling <laughs> anyone. You're not fooling. And that's what I just keep coming back to. It's like, if you're not even fooling the fans who want to literally believe anything about this team that could be positive, you're definitely not fooling the guys who are out there on that field. I'm upset that Dillard just said that Bevel has a boner for Gardner Minshew. That makes me I, – I was like – I was happy with Bevel until he said that. Fuck that. Gardner Minshew got benched for Mike Lennon last year. <laughs> and People Luton, forget that. Whatever his name is. Jake Futon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, Doug Monroe was trying to win, and he thought Mike Lennon was a better quarterback. Can we talk about how C.J. Beathard is better than Minshew? Yeah, yeah, he that. definitely played better than him. Can we well, talk about fun. how I'd rather see Tim Tebow play a little quarterback than than Gardner Minshew? Let's talk about hell that. yeah, brother. Well, I it's funny as Jackson asked me. He said, he said, Dad, who's this guy? When Bethard came in, because because <laughs> he's he, he had said he's like, man, Minshew looks like crap. You know, like he looks terrible. And then <laughs> Bethard comes in. He goes, who's this guy? He should be our backup. And I'm like. Well, this is the, the classic case of Brent Balky agrees, Jack. Minshew, Minshew <laughs> has been Minshew has been by most accounts, he's been having some decent practices. Whereas Bethard, by most accounts, and a lot of the practices, especially early on, he looked like trash. Some guys are just the dude who gets out in the game and plays better in the game. I mean, and you know, that's not necessarily a terrible quality for your backup to have. And we thought no Gardner doubt. was that guy, but and that's what so Bethard played at Iowa, and Alfie's a big Iowa fan, so I texted him about it, and I was like, hey, is it the same way early on in camp when we heard that Bethard wasn't practicing well? I was like, what did they say back at Iowa? And he was like, no, they said the same thing. It was terrible from Monday to Friday, and then he would come out and play good Iowa football, which is like handing the ball off. But, I mean, <laughs> if if he's going to play better on game day, like, I, I don't know, man. I just – and like Sally said, that's what we thought Minshew was going to be, but he's clearly not. He's terrible. He's terrible. Okay, so tell me this then: do we do we keep three QBs? I hope yeah. not. Yeah, they'll 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 put one on the like protected practice squad. I think we get four protections. Yeah, you think that's sure, Bethard? That's, that's Bethard or Minshew? I think. Got to worry about it, and it can be Luton. 
You got to say that again. You, yeah, you got to say that again. You're in fucking Wisconsin right now. Wisconsin internet. Shout out, shout out to Wisconsin's own Austin Lane. Only person I know from Wisconsin. He has a big block of cheese right. as his modem right now. I do. I don't even. Have, yeah, it doesn't even work. But I don't even know what I said. But I agree with whatever I said. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, it, so, fun fact for those of you that aren't watching online, uh, the video portion of this podcast. Um, I'm learning something new every day about the state of Wisconsin. Apparently, the Wi-Fi just goes to total shit when the sun goes down. Because when the sun was up behind you, Dilla, like we, we were aces, and now it's looking like uh, you know we're. Shout out to whoever's behind you there, family member of the Dillard yeah, clan. That's my aunt Jackie. Jackie, wave. Aunt, aunt Jackie, what's hi, up? Hi, Aunt Jackie. How you doing? Hey, hey tell Aunt Jackie. Hi. Hey, tell Aunt Jackie to come here real quick. Tell her to come here. Hey, they, they said come here real quick. Come here real quick. Hey, ask her. Ask her. Hey, right, Aunt Jackie. Nice, nice to see you. Hey. You too. Hey, we have a quick question <laughs> for you. Welcome to the bold take. So, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down with Urban Meyer still still considering a, a QB competition between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. What do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Who's Urban? <laughs> He's, <laughs> urban. Exactly. He's a bum. Exactly. I, I, I agree. Good answer, Jackie. Jackie. Thumbs down. Yay. Go. Good, good call, Aunt Jackie. Thank you. Uh, Aunt Jackie's a legend. She knows. <laughs> You know what? I, like, I who the fuck is Urban? I appreciate the hell out of that. And Jackie's just sitting there and she's saying, I'm not acknowledging Urban until he, he ends this charade. That is, yeah. that's strong. Fact. Damn. Strong. <laughs> Very strong. Heavy well, before, we, before, before we get uh, to, to Nubs's um, eulogy of, of uh, the local saint, um, I did want it. So, you know, Urban, that's frustrating me on the Urban side, right? Uh, as far as coaching and kind of some of these decisions. Hopefully it's something that a month from now we're all like, yeah, it was, you know, we were frustrated. Yeah. Team. Like whatever. And hopefully the, you know, Trevor hits the ground running and, and looks pretty good in the beginning. And we don't have the excuse to look back upon of like, well, maybe he should have had more reps. Right. Hopefully we get to that point. One th other part of kind of like the coaching staff front office that I wanted to touch on is I'm just still not sold on the Trent Balky slash urban um player evaluation man um i they, i say a timeout because them them draft picks are fire bro draft picks are fine i you know the draft picks are really good they're great i am still a little confused about some of the free agent signings or lack thereof um a little bit of both i i tweeted this out and i just want to be on the record here on the podcast if they keep Philip Dorsett over Colin Johnson, mm. I swear to God, I will walk down there. Who's that? Is that uh, Uncle? Who's that? That's, that's Uncle Steve, yeah. Uncle Steve, what's up, my man? I said, what's up, my man? <laughs> he said, thumbs up. All right. Oh, oh, so he agrees with Urban. Damn. <laughs> we got Aunt Jackie, but we didn't get Uncle Steve. Um, no, I, I just the, – the Philip Dorsett stuff, um, the letting Josh Oliver go – for no reason when they did for nothing finding tim tebow to play uh, like it's just it's some of that stuff man it, 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 I, i'm getting some vibes on the pro personnel side of we're the smartest person in the room you know like or we have this plan and, and here's my thing with philip dorsett okay and i and i know everybody's the the comment that everybody goes to is he's fast and urban wants to play fast 
But my argument there is Philip Dorsett has legitimately been in situations in his pro career so far where he's played with outstanding quarterbacks mm-hmm. and he's never been able to produce anything of real note. Right. Outstanding quarterbacks and some good offensive minds on the offensive coordinator side that are able to scheme things and utilize, like, I mean, I just, I'm wondering what the hell we're doing in that situation. Uh, and so that's, those are the two that really confuse me. Joe Sherbert. I know people were getting a little bit bent out of shape because it's like, Oh, you know, we don't have anybody behind them. What's, what's the, you know, why not uh, keep him around for the season? Yada, yada, yada. That one didn't bother me that much because it's Joe Sherbert. Um, and he forgot that he wasn't playing for the Browns halfway through last season, but it is so, so I'm not that, Sad to see him go, but those are the couple. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. I don't know if y'all disagree, agree, whatever, but those are the those are the couple things that are that are worrying me a little bit because I think I feel like Balky had a little bit of that reputation, um, and San Fran too. These so. are just red flags. Like these are things like it's not the biggest deal in the world. They're not like ma- making colossal yeah. fuck ups, no. but it's yeah. like, but it's like, eh, what are we? Eh, I'm, I'm watching. But also, in the, in the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like worth noting, but at the same time. Griffin has been for sure. Griffin, Rayshon Jenkins seems to be. I, I'll be honest, I didn't know who he was. Me neither. But he he seems like he's a good football player, and he seems like he gets on well with you know the guys in the room. So yeah, that's kind of cool too. Um, that's fair. Other other than that, but I I agree. Like I, I think it's worth noting. I think if if we're upset about receiver six, like not the end of the world. But two, I agree. I think keeping Dorsett and losing someone like Colin Johnson, who's in his second year, shown upside, has a completely different body type than the other receivers, especially after they came out and said, hey, we thought about making him a tight end and decided not to. And then you're going to turn around and maybe cut him for some guy who's been in the league for six years and was only successful with Stephen Morris at Miami. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just I, afraid I just they're going to cut they're going to cut Johnson. He's going to become Alan Rizard. Hundred yeah. percent. That's what that's he's going to go to a team who knows how to use them with a good quarterback, a good offensive coordinator, and he's going to get boogied. So yeah. that's I think that's my fear as well. And Dylan and I talked about that the other day. In the past, you could make the argument that who knows what Alan Lazard would have been here had we kept him because we had yeah, no right. quarterback. But okay. now with the prospect of actually having a quarterback. I don't yeah. want to lose the big bodied wide receiver that has a skill set that most of the other guys on the team don't have when we've yeah. got the quarterback who could probably utilize that skill set. So not for yeah. Philip Dorsett. The moment that Marvin Jones went across the middle of the field, high pointed the ball and won because Trevor Lawrence threw a perfect ball that a lot of people said was inaccurate, which was like, thank you for telling me you don't know what you're watching. Mm-hmm. There's people who said that. If you have a guy who can go up and get that 50-50 ball 80% of the time with a quarterback who knows how to get it where it needs to be high-pointed, and you're going to let him walk to another team the fuck else after he, after he yeah. performed better than his draft slot last year with Gardner Minshew and, and Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon. And, and, yeah, Jake Futon, and now you're not going to let him play with a quarterback who actually knows what's going on? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's uh, that's where I'm at, and you're right. I mean, it's not you know they they've hit on plenty. I mean, yeah. or, or the, the appearances of hitting on plenty. I'm fired up about the draft class. I mean, I think the draft <laughs> class is you know is has the potential to be amazing, amazing. Um, but 
but yeah, that's just kind of a couple of areas. And hopefully we're just nitpicking, dude. Hopefully everybody, yeah, for sure. everybody yeah. are ballers. Hopefully Trevor is the man. And we're like, you know, we're, maybe we end up being like Patriots fans where we're pissed off at, you know, some really <laughs> stupid shit. Like that would be nice. Would be Josh, cool. Josh McDaniels doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know? <laughs> as they win 12 Just won his fourth Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as they take Matt Castle to, you know, 14 and two, you know, like, right, yeah. right. Oh no, that's uh anyway. So those are the couple of things I want to get off my chest. Sally, what else we got? The eulogy. Is it eulogy time? All right, nubs, nubsy. Mm. You, wore, you wore the shirt for those that, I did. that aren't watching online. Nubs has the uh, DTWD originals um, Tebow slash tight end bow. Uh, t-shirt he's looking mega thick in it right now i mean my man has just been hitting the gym and he's yoked in in preparation for tailgate season right yeah um you're looking good in it on a scale of one to ten how disappointed are you that you'll never get to wear that to another game where tim tebow takes the field for the jaguars oh it's a solid nine nine solid nine yeah 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 you guys need to come out with more black shirts by the way. Okay. Fair. fair. <laughs> I'll, uh, follow up to follow up to that question. If I may nubs. Um, I know part of the reason why this is a soft, uh, you know, a little bit of a sore subject for, uh, for you is that there's a couple of ladies in your life that are massive Tebow fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, how are they taking it? How, how, how's the mother-in-law and, and the lady, how are they taking it? So my mother-in-law is a massive Tim Tebow fan. She went to uh, FSU to get her PhD and she's still a Tim Tebow fan. And I bought her this exact shirt and she sent me a picture like six straight days of her wearing it. Just overly excited. And I went over over to her house Friday night, last Friday night. And she was like, you better send me updates. Every good thing Tim Tebow does, you got to send it to me. Let me know how he's doing. The next day, she was her- like, why didn't you text me all night? I, I didn't text her one fucking update. <laughs> but I do, know one, I do know one thing, and that is uh, Tavon Austin is going to hell. Because he, he's, he, he's, he's going to hell. He's going he's straight, still, to hell. What, straight to hell. one chance. Is that, is his, that one, his one catch in a Jaguars uniform that would have been in our m- memories forever. He the stole be- it. The best ball that Gardner Minshew threw all night. He had two all night. And he yeah. Both. Did you see the picture of uh, someone took uh, it might have been Logan, but someone took a picture and they just looked at each other. Tavon and Tebow and Tebow just had the most disgusted look in his eyes like, bruh, I can't do nothing else. You couldn't let me caught the ball. Have you seen how I've been blocking all night? Let me catch this. We just signed you two days ass. ago, bro. Yes. What? Try uh, hard ass. <laughs> Shout out to Tavon Austin. You had like five <laughs> catches, bro. You can't share the love a little bit. Let me get one. For he's real. Like, he's like Rudy. Remember Rudy in the movie where like yeah. <laughs> squad where he's going hard against everybody? Tavon Austin out there. Tebow's just trying to run his little route, get his pass. Yeah. Tavon's coming out there just to try hard. All right. So Nubs, just I mean, I, I gotta know the mother-in-law, like what was her reaction when they cut him? Oh, I have no idea. I haven't even attempted to talk to her since because I know she's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be mad hatred towards the Jags, man. Have you she's have gonna... you scrolled around on any like Facebook comments or anything? Like have you seen her I, there, maybe? I have. I'm honestly I told Pedro who's um dating my girlfriend's well, he's married to my girlfriend's sister. 
our boy Pedro. And he messaged me. He's like, our mother-in-law is going to be so pissed off. And I'm like, bro, I'm not even touching it. Like, I'm just waiting for the <laughs> I was going to say, just post. don't tell her until the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no yeah, cap. He wasn't on the team all year. <laughs> She's going to be yeah, so no, bad, dog. How was Tim this year? Well, he he served the Lord. Yeah, because you guys remember when the whole the whole kneeling situation went down in London in seventeen. Yeah, yeah. My my mother in law was commenting on every pro Jaguars Facebook post I I posted, and she was like, "I'm not watching them scumbags." That was so disrespectful. <laughs> so cutting <laughs> Tim Tebow has to be up there, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Cutting to those worse than kneeling for the flag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> staying away from it. She's done. That's the last straw for her. She is mm-hmm. done. She is done. Yo, I, I, on the Tebow front, um, I know we can get into some maybe like a minute and a half, two minutes of maybe why <laughs> he had no shot at making the Can team. we? Can but, we? But, but before we maybe do that, um, I don't know why I was shocked at all on Saturday to see so many fresh new Tim Tebow Jaguar jerseys. So, but many I was dudes. still a little shocked. I w- it was still a little shocking to see so many people that went out and spent like 160 bucks on this guy's jersey, and most of them had the expectation that he really might make the team. Mm-hmm. grift is real cap the grift is real look like okay tim we'll give you a chance if you you know we're gonna we're gonna sign you to a contract here we're gonna see how you do in camp you know if you can make this team you're gonna get your your sixth accrued season or whatever fifth accrued season whatever it is that i looked up what 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 the benefit would be he goes from like five thousand a month in pension to like thirty five thousand a month in pension okay you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you see if you can get this accrued season. Meanwhile, we're going to sell every piece of cloth that's black and teal in the city and we'll go from there. So he was just so super bad, grift, though, bro. There man. was a fuck so ton of jerseys. In that so there was the best tweet I saw about this was from some guy who's a, a sports blogger. And I, I don't even recall. I, I never really heard of him, but it got retweeted on the timeline and, and I don't remember it verbatim, but it essentially said, uh, you know, I don't know why everybody's upset with the Tebow situation. Um, You know, the Jaguars got to sell a bunch of jerseys, make a bunch of money. Urban Meyer got to give a job to someone he cared a lot about who is completely unqualified, which is something that everybody's trying to do. Um, (laughs) And then he said, he said, and then all of us that cover, right. Got, got to write our blogs and got those clicks Clicks for days. Yeah. yeah, We got our blogs off. And I said, this is almost the perfect tweet because the, the only thing I would add to that is the people who fell for it, the marks, right. The people who are the marks, they were marks. Like everybody Mm -hmm. played their part. Like literally Tebow got to chase a dream. Urban got to hook a buddy up. The Jaguars made a bunch of money and then the marks were marks and it just, it worked exactly how it's supposed to. And, and, and maybe don't be, you know, don't cry. Cause it's over. Just be happy that it happened. Right? Yeah. Like one of those deals. I mean, because there aren't many almost perfect situations in life and that <laughs> seemed like it worked out exactly how it was. Supposed Every time to. Tim Tebow turns around, it's a grift, bro. He, he takes yeah. a shit. It's a grift. 
It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's a shit. That's, that guy does not need the money. Like he did not need that extra twenty five thousand dollars the NFL is gonna give him. Yeah, he's the fucking Joe Olstein of the NFL. Or I was gonna say, why doesn't sports. he just open a super church in Jacksonville? Yeah, guys, open see, a church. Did you guys oh. see that Mike? Did you guys see that Mike Bianchi wrote a whole article about how he's gonna be the president? Should run for president? <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> well, we can't. He get said, any more fuck. He, "Yeah, he celebrated that he was cut." I want to get Pete Prisco back things. on just to talk about that. I just want to say, Mike Bianchi thinks Tim Tebow should be president, and just let Pete go. <laughs> <laughs> he's done everything else. Let him be president. Give him a. He's if almost being, old enough. If we're being yeah. honest, if we're being honest, well, that hurts me because we're the same age. Could he be? Yeah. <laughs> could he be any worse than anything we've had in the last few years? I mean, no. Hell no. <laughs> hey, on, on the topic though of him opening up a super church, like a mega church, my you know, if Joel Osteen has like a Ferrari or two, Tebow would have like. A fucking whole, jet an f-18 bro you'd have a whole freaking fleet of private jets and ferrari yeah hey if he opened if he opened that shit at first baptist downtown it would revitalize downtown jacksonville oh that's a great idea dude <laughs> write that down holy shit yeah, i was thinking it but i didn't want to say it i'm not putting that in there. <laughs> fucking atmosphere no way bro get legit. everybody from clay county to fucking support our downtown let's go oh, we'd be rolling in it do you think that he could sell out TIA Bank every Sunday giving a sermon. In hey, Bill, Billy, Graham, so Billy Graham did it. Of course, Tim Tebow could do it. I was, you know, I who, was you know who would Billy get Graham. rich? You know who would get rich off that shit? I Don went there Don. too, Nubs. Were you there? Yeah, that's where I was saved. A lot of good that did. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm learning, you're learning a lot on the bolt take tonight. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, no, I had a neighbor ask me like. You know, he's a casual follower of the Jags and football. And, and he was just like, yeah, I saw the cut Tebow. You know, what happened? And I'm like, well. Thanks. He stinks. <laughs> that yeah. question has been asked 100 million times across the city this past week. It, it, it's, I think it's unfair to expect, not to be serious for a moment, but I guess I'll be serious for a moment in the midst of us getting these jokes off. Um, and Nubs, don't. For, you know, don't think I forgot about you just mentioning that you were saved by Billy Graham, but we'll come back to that in a second. Um, for Tebow, <laughs> what does make me a little pissed off is that so many people are football ignorant enough to believe that he maybe had a shot at making the team because so much to that position is a, is a level of physicality and leverage and using your body to block and, and to position in certain ways that it's almost an insult to think that somebody who's never done that in their life can just, you know, who is also undersized for the position, right. Can just walk out there and do it. And so I, I felt a little bad when he was catching so much flack for those bad blocks, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, the issue is people look at him and they see all the muscles and he's a big dude and he's a strong dude and he works out hard and he's a workout warrior. And he, he is, he's, he's yoked. I mean, he's absolutely ripped, but that doesn't mean that you understand how to play physically and with leverage. 
And that's when I watched the, all, all those missed blocks. That's what I saw. I saw somebody who just didn't have the footwork, didn't have the physicality. And, and, and I mean, that takes time to really learn. So to expect that he was going to go like Hayes Carline, I'm, I'm sure he's, mm-hmm. trying, I'm sure Hayes is just trying to get the clicks. Like, so shout out to Hayes, but like to be sitting there early on in training camp and saying, I don't, I, I don't think Tim Tebow is just going to make the team. I think he's going to play. He might be the best tight end out here. It's just like, that was going to be my next point. Like Hayes Carline, I listen to 1010 XL every day on my ride home. This dude said he was the best tight end in practice. Like the first week he hyped him up so much, dude. I was like, all right, maybe this guy's got it. Then when me, Dilla and Solly went out to practice two weeks ago, it was evident that that guy fucking sucks, dude. Dude, JB's faster than him. Yeah. Andy Willis is faster than Tim Tebow. Well, Andy Willis runs a four, four, 40. I don't know if you guys knew that, but is that before or after the broken hamstring? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying, Nubs, and and I think in that situation, everybody wanted to say, "Man, he looks he looks like he might belong out here." That was before the pads went on, bro. Also, he he like, yeah. he might weigh two fifty. Yeah, he has like a two twenty frame. He's just like super. Fu- he's got so so much pop yeah. muscle yep. that he like yep. he weighs a lot. He doesn't have a 250 frame. Like these tight ends these days are 6'6. Their shoulders yeah. are fucking huge. Like these in guys the, have a different type of leverage than Tim Tebow. That's what I was no, explaining. They know how to seal off a line when they block someone. They use their, their left shoulder, right, not yeah. their right shoulder. You know. Yeah. They understand angles and leverage and all that stuff. And, he's a big, and, he's a big right. dude by conventional standards, but like when he was standing next yeah. to the tight ends, he looked like a little baby. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, well, dude, Ben, ben Eccleston or whatever that guy's name is is yoked compared to Tebow. Yeah. Not yoked, but bigger. He's a much bigger frame. Bigger frame than, than Tebow bigger ever did. Yeah, yeah. I was he explaining that. Be two fifty. I was explaining that to Jackson because he was asking too. He's like, "Dad, everybody's saying Tebow's cut and he shouldn't be," and I'm like, "Well, here's the deal, man." And and I kind of explained everything that I just said a moment ago. But then I also said, um, "You know, it's very rare that somebody walks onto an NFL field never playing the position." And all of a sudden they, they can make a team and contribute within like a year or two. You're supposed I to said, beat a safety one-on-one. Come on, buddy. Well, and I, and I said, there, there have been, you know, ironically, there have been some guys at that tight end position over the last decade that have come that maybe haven't played much football or hadn't played in a long time or some that haven't played at all. I said, but the difference between them and Tim Tebow was a, they were more physically gifted, right? They mm-hmm. had bigger, you know, better size, better, explosiveness you know better speed all those things usually um, they're hoop stars and hoopers yeah are exactly athletes. that's what i was getting at. i mean antonio gates jimmy graham like cats like that you know um but it, you know that was this man tebow. hurts T- tebow literally and you, and you gotta you got chris man hurts you gotta you have to give the dude credit in, in one area he, he has legitimately sucked every single bit of athleticism that's where i was going with that sally don't worry um but he he is like he has gotten every drip of athleticism and ability out of his body yeah yes from like like that athletic yeah no i mean agile i should say is probably the word yeah but but the athlete that he is he has maximized it yeah i mean he has yeah, absolutely. Like he really has. And so you got to like, you got to, you got to pay respect to that in that regard. Um, and, yeah. and unfortunately that maximization of his potential, his ability and his athleticism wasn't nearly enough 
to become an NFL tight end at age 34. Like, That's why I thought like maybe if they keep him, it's like a fullback, like a short yardage specialist, like they want to pound him. That that makes a little bit of sense if there's room for that in today's NFL. But but know, even really even not. so, man, are you at age 34 where he looked very slow, uh, you know, from an explosiveness in and out of breaks and things like that? Right. Are you are you wanting to give him the ball instead of? James, you know, Robinson on the goal line. Yeah. Or like, or like the way foot. he looked blocking, too. I expect him to look a little better blocking. But he More blocking. physical. Like he was getting blown up. Yeah. What's Tommy Bohannon doing? Exactly. Where's Tommy, Tommy Bohannon would bully Tim Tebow. For sure. He'd beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't mean in a fight. I mean in like a position battle, like if we're blocking and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. You know, and, and Tali just kind of said something that, that has frustrated me all along. And I don't, I mean, I don't begrudge you for thinking that, but I think it's almost like a little bit of an insult to say, hey, that dude is really big and strong. So he should be able to block and understand. Like blocking is, is technique as much as it is like strength and, you know, and ability yeah. at a certain point, right? Like, I mean, if you right. line JB up against, um, you know, uh, Jawan Taylor, I think Jawan Taylor is going to win unless JB beats him to the outside. You never know. Um, but with, you know, so JB it, just it, shrinks right underneath him. On an, NFL, on an NFL level, when you're going up against dudes who have been, you know, having those types of physical battles for the last 15, 20 years of their life, like to, to expect that a dude, no matter how big and strong and like sexy his muscles are, to, be, to expect him to go out there and all of a sudden, understand that stuff is you know it's just not realistic so popcorn muscles baby anyway yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense i mean you look at all the tackles we've had over the years since Bruselli. we had mike pearson in 2002 baby Bruselli, big dude couldn't block for shit eugene monroe he was all right but he really couldn't block luke jokel can't block cam robinson it's not that good so to expect tim tebow to come in here and and Walker Little, Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame, uh, no doubt. Runner speaking Bay. of Walker Little, Justin Wick. What's that? I said, and speaking of Walker Little, oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to drop a Dilla bomb. Um, <clears throat> the bomb. Right. Well, what else we got, Sally? We, we've talked trips. We, you know, we hit the most important um, aspects of Tebow. And we talked a little bit about why um, – nubs hates urban meyer <laughs> i didn't say that oh you didn't say that i'm sorry i don't hate him i'm really concerned he's though. nervous yeah, yeah i'm a little like nervous nervous nubsy like i'm not i'm not saying i had expectations for the first preseason game because you shouldn't no one's trying to win yeah. i just didn't want them to look like the jaguars from the last 15 years and it's funny you say that because I I think it was at the first drive or the second drive. Yeah. Like, oh look, <laughs> the Jaguars are back. Like, yeah. 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 I was See, under I the felt... assumption that Chase Keenum was a used car salesman somewhere, <laughs> and he fucking murdered us, dude. Like, and See, then why didn't you guys expect that? Case Keenum, Case Keenum has ten years of playing experience, and we didn't scheme to stop him. That's uh, the reason why the Jaguars used to win in the preseason all the time because Leftwich are, would start and then Gerard would come in and do the same thing. Yeah, but it's still. I just like you know? I I was fucking pumped with the first two. Yeah, but he's literally dude. He has so dude. He's better than any quarterback we've had in ten years. 
Wasn't That's he in the NFC Championship game a couple years ago? <laughs> he was. He got beat I by Nick Foles. He played for the Vikings when they were. He decent. got beat by Nick Foles. Case I just legend. Case I was see. I was very different than a lot of people. People. I was really excited with how the offense looked. It would have been cool if they would have scored. The offensive line. Agreed. It would have been really, really cool. If they that. Scored. Yeah. yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> but also, but really, also what I was looking important. for was for them to score. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you. Poor Solly sat through like most of the game because he brought a Tebow fan, and he just <laughs> really ass. wanted to see Tim Tebow like do something. I just wanted that for myself. Yeah, I wanted the jump pass. I, I, I knew that that preseason game was the Super Bowl for Tim Tebow. Like that he, was it. Yeah, he wasn't gonna do anything in a regular season game, even if he made it. So like, I just wanted the jump pass in the preseason game, and then we Same. all could have fucking jumped around like crazy people and well, hugged our beers. Fucking, and that's I'm why glad, I'm glad he didn't do nothing. <laughs> so, hey, Tave, they, hey. Tavon Austin's got a better shot at making the team than Dorsett. He's making more plays in practice every day than Dorsett. Facts. Facts. Yeah, I heard that. He had like well, five touchdowns. His first hey, they, two days. they said that. Yeah, they said that Dorsett made his first actual like wow play of the whole camp like a couple of days ago, which is hilarious to hear him talk about. Well, is he going to make the team as a six receiver? Because it makes you wonder like, where is that? Like, what? Why do they think that is going to be a thing where they're writing about it? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, they I don't know. It seems like like Urban wants so much speed, and that's that's really the reason for Dorsett, right? It'll be interesting to see if he figures out that like the NFL game has a little bit more nuance to it, and somebody like Colin Johnson may not be as fast when you time him as Dorsett, but he, you know he kind of understands how to play receiver a little better, you know? Or, yeah, or he can just be more valuable in general. Yeah. Right, right. right. Exactly. Be interesting well, to see if they figure that out. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Case Keenum though. He was out there throwing to. Uh, <laughs> To Gary Criswell and a couple other dudes that, <laughs> <laughs> and my man, and my man did light us up. Um, yeah, but Dilla, any since you were watching, you know, we were we were getting jokes off and and throwing um, just a bunch of trash on the field at at a few of the, uh, the players, um, mainly Gardner Minshew. You were watching <laughs> more of like the TV side of it. Uh, how did some of the rookies look to you, like specifically Tyson Campbell and some of those cats? So I thought Tyson Campbell looked really good, except for the one play where he got beat, which is unfortunately what happened to him is his biggest like red flag. Yeah. When the ball's yeah. in the air, he gets lost. Yeah. So like to see that happen right before half too at that, like, you know, for, for as good as he's been, I think he's going to play in the slot. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but apparently CJ Henderson's back in, a good routine he's i i legitimately think the biggest thing that happened to cj henderson was he got covid he wasn't allowed to be around the team it got him back in a funk and you guys know if you like we have plenty of friends who have mental issues it, it, when they get out of their routine it, it throws them off you know what i mean like that's just the reality Dude, of it. it throws me off in. i don't even have mental issues yeah, that's debatable. But the big yeah. thing, too. I'm pretty sure you were included in the friends that have yeah. that. Anyway, keep going, Dylan. Uh, so I, I think it's really cool to see C.J. Henderson playing at a high level. Even today in practice, I, I saw Jamal St. Cyr from, you know, Channel 4, I believe. And he had another really good day. And he's starting to stack up a lot of good days. So if he's on the outside, Griffin's going to be on the outside. I think it's more fun to have someone like Campbell on the inside who has a lot of like quick twitch ability. Yeah. You're not going to get that out of Herndon. Is Herndon going to wrap up and make a tackle 10 yards downfield? Probably. You know what I mean? He's a UDFA guy out of Vandy. He's worked to where he's 
he, he, he should be on the team. Sidney Jones will probably be the, the backup outside corner. I think Tyson Campbell, if we see a better performance out of him this week, especially if he's going into the week knowing he's starting inside where he's been practicing all week. I mean, I don't know how much Jameis is going to play, but if he goes against a decent amount of Jameis and he looks good, I, I think that'd be really cool. And I think the more like fun player to talk about on defense, especially in the DBs, is Andre Sisco. That dude lined up at like eight positions, I said, yeah. and he looked really good at every single one of them. He's a stud, dude. That was that was my favorite draft, yeah. in, in, you know, in, in the draft. I said it then. I was really high. You know me as the resident safety expert. I was pretty high on him um, coming out, and obviously the family, the fam being Cuse fans, uh, yeah. you know, we're 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 high on his abilities. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about him. I think he is. I think we're gonna see a good amount of dime coverages where they get a few of those guys on there. I I really like Jenkins, Jared Wilson, and Josh Jones. Don't you know they don't do a ton for me, so I'm not necessarily in a hurry to get a linebacker or two off the field to get them on it. But with Cisco, I'm much higher though on Wilson than the other one. Yes, I would rather yeah, I'd rather they, Wilson be the backup on both sides than Josh Jones playing at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but the the way they lined up on Saturday, it seemed like they, you know, with Josh Jones, they've got him a little higher than I would rate him after last season. But would you um, guys be mad if they big brained and like got rid of got rid of one of those again? What do you got mean? rid of one of the players? Yeah, like if they yeah. if they did a big brain and like they did with Schobert basically and did some stupid shit and just like cut. One I mean, out. I don't think Josh Jones is any value going anywhere else, and I don't. Yeah. I, I think Wilson's much better, but. I think Josh Jones started, yes, but the first thing that happened on Monday's practice was he wasn't with the starters right. anymore. Yep. So yeah. I think I think we're past that, which is good to see because – but it also kind of funny if we take it back to, well, why aren't they doing it with the quarterback if the quarterback was that much better? But that's – we talked about that already. I just – I'm not really too concerned about the DBs as a whole. I thought the D-line looked fucking great linebackers they were a question mark in the past game against the screen but i'm not gonna it's preseason i don't really care about that yet but the fact that they could stop the run even though it was you know the backup offensive line or whatever they said it was dope to see i mean playing a three-man front of malcolm brown devon hamilton and roy jones whatever his name is Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, the trip yeah, the, the boxer. No, the, the triple name dude that we got from uh uh since our fucking Chicago the Roy Robinson Harris. Harris. Robinson Harris. Roy yeah, Jones there you go. Jr. That's three names. Anyway. You're right. But I thought it was cool. I mean, it, when you have a three-man front and it weighs almost a thousand pounds and you're stopping the run, all things point to like, hell yeah, keep it. Devon Hamilton is a fucking beast. I'll yeah, tell you why honestly everybody talks about the offense maybe being better. And what gives me pause on like maybe we can be pretty competitive as a team this season is that I think Trevor is going to be pretty good. He's going to have his moments. He'll have rookie moments. Um, I, you know, yep. the offensive line in some ways, this is a little bit of a question mark, but what team, you know, most teams have pretty Isn't... similar question marks on the offensive line, right? I mean, it's the NFL right now, the modern NFL offensive line play as a whole isn't great. So take all of that and put it aside. You just hit the nail on the head. The two areas that have me interested and I think will drive how good we can be, I think they will stop the run. 
I'm not sure about the next three guys up after those starting three, but I think those starting three are really good. Um, and then the secondary, I have a lot of hopes for. Um, I think the middle linebackers, I'm not too worried about. The question really will come down to pass rush. And a pass rush. Yes. I mean, the, the, the guys on the edge and then Cullen scheming it up. And, 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 you know, manufacturing pass rush as well from, from blitzes and, mm-hmm. and bringing it from all angles. So if, if they have the pass rush, I think they're going to be able to cover pretty well. I think they will be a decent yeah. tackling team in the, you know, in the back third, if they can stop yeah. the run, you know, I mean, I, 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 I like the, the looks of that defense right now. I'll tell you about Tyson Campbell really quick. Lagerman's really high on him. I was listening to Lagerman earlier today. And he said he thought he played really, really well in all of his snaps. Mm-hmm. Other, you know, other than that one, which he again, got lost. He the same thing. Which is he the said, same. That's the that's the knock on him. It is. He goes, but I would. He said. He said straight up. He said for a guy taking the second round, which you know, first pick of the second round might as well almost be first round. But he said, if I got a guy who has that coverage ability, I'll take him not having great ball skills you know, especially if he's going to be my second corner or my third corner. He said, that's a win. Like as a pick, I think that's a win. He said, I think he has a lot, a lot of ability on the coverage side. Um, He said, he's a, he's a freak. And so I think we all kind of saw that, you know, in some of the practices and then in the game. And and so, but to hear Lagerman, like he, he just had a sound in his voice when he was talking about it, that, that he, that sounded different than when he was talking about a lot of the other guys. So, I think, too, when it comes to our pass rush, we'll know a whole lot more, not even from Allen and Chase on off the edge, but what kind of numbers are Hattie and Smoot putting up in manufactured pressure? Mm-hmm. When Colin starts moving guys around, if those two guys are getting to the quarterback, not even necessarily sacks, but if they're, if they're racking up QB hits, if it's those two guys who are racking up, we're going to be much better than I expect them to be on defense. And I think it's possible after watching one game which is exciting. I, I, I don't disagree with you. There were a couple of watching it back and watching some of the clips and the highlights of some of the pressures they got. They were running a lot of two man games and it it almost reminded me of remember the old three, four that the 49ers used to run where uh, Alden Smith got all those sacks that year because Justin Smith would just plow guys over and basically he play in the pocket and then he would just come yep. in behind and go. Pick and up the whole the, line by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's those types of things plus the ability to be multiple plus um, the ability to be creative and manufacture, bring pressure from anywhere that I've been yeah. screaming that I wanted a three, four for the past 10 years <laughs> because you can do those things. It's just a little more conducive to be able to move guys and run those games than when you're just lining up four all the time. Cause yep. when you're lining up four all the time and you're rushing those four, maybe rushing a fifth guys aren't worried about where is the free blitzer coming from when they have to worry about that. I feel like the games are much more effective anyway. I don't know, you know, a ton, but like just in the limited amount I do. So that's, that's kind of exciting because I don't think we have enough stud edge rushers to, yeah. to not be able to manufacture pressure. For sure. And you you brought up the 49ers, which I didn't think of, but I thought about the Packers when they were running with um, A.J. Hawk and Clay Matthews when they were giving those multiple looks and they were sending crazy blitzes 
from design and you didn't know where they were coming from. Yeah. I mean, you would have, so I think someone said like, uh, oh man, it, um, Josh Allen's dropping in coverage. Like, what are we doing? I'm like, oh, look at the play. Like we literally, he dropped and someone fucking came around from the other side and got pressure on the quarterback. Like, and this if, is just the shit we're showing in preseason. In preseason. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you got to look at the whole play, you can't look at the one player. Like we're so used to this bullshit Todd Walsh, Gus Bradley defense. That like you have to look at the play and how the play is balanced. Miles Jack is a good fucking rusher too. Yeah, he is. He's fucking a, really good at football. Yeah, he's he's a stud. Yeah, he's, they're going to utilize stud. him. They're going to utilize him, which would be exciting. And and I think, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I I think this is a really good scheme. And I'm not breaking any news here. I sound like my boy Frangie. I, <laughs> I I think I think this is a good scheme for Calvin <laughs> Chase. Oh, uh, I think I think this is a really hundred percent because not just, agree with that? Not, not just not just for the you know edge rushing purposes, <laughs> but also I think he you know, we've talked about it before. He's more suited. He's always been more suited for a three four. But yeah. everything I've seen in that game and then in the practice reports and stuff is that he's pretty good in coverage. Yeah, he was. Yeah, like yeah. so if he is. That's only going to open up the game. He's a question mark. You know, quarterback yeah. don't know what he's doing. Yes. And he had a spin move that Dante Fowler would dream of. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if you if you saw it yet on your rewatch, but he has a spin move where he steps outside on the left tackle, spins inside, and he's free on the quarterback. And if he can do that one time a game, yeah, that's sixteen maybe. That's sets. a hit. It was like hello. that too. It yeah. was it, I mean, it wasn't. It, yeah, was it wasn't no click. like watching a hurricane forming the Gulf like that shit. No, was like, like he was past the tackle. He's an athletic motherfucker. I think that's yeah. why it's so important though, because unless you're like one of the Magabosa brothers and you just have an abs, you know, you're a freak athlete. You've got the size and you've got great hands and an arsenal of pass rush moves. The reality mm-hmm. is, most of the dudes coming out of college from an edge rusher standpoint aren't those things. They're yeah. freak athletes that use their athleticism to get to the quarterback. So where I think the NFL, is, you know, it, we've been stuck, especially around here forever with the Gus Bradley and the Todd Walsh and all this. Scheme. It was like, you come in, you play the position that we're having you play, you play your role within this scheme. And it's like, mm-hmm. it was easy for offenses to block. Now right. you take a guy who's dynamic on the edge, like a Calvin chase and you mm-hmm. don't know whether he's dropping into coverage. You don't know whether he's coming off the edge. You don't know whether he's looping back inside. And it becomes a lot hard. If that, what he, the worst thing for him all last season, especially in the beginning, was when he was lined up, the guy across from him, the tackle across from him, knew he was rushing. They knew mm-hmm. he was Every rushing. single time. And they just Every did like this. Doink. And, and, and so he had to beat them with a first step or he was done. Every single time he had to beat them with the first step or he was done. And now if just for the split second, you're not sure whether he's coming or if it's somebody else that's coming, that can mean a world of difference for a dude with his athletic ability. And so he doesn't have to win off the line because of this either, because he can delay. Tackle might think he's dropping into coverage. He gets outside on a tackle and he puts that spin move on him when the tackles like, Oh shit. And steps wide. I mean, we're talking about an acre space between him and the guard all of a sudden, and he's going to beat him back inside. Alden, I, he could, I just, Alden Smith 
May, was he all pro one year or two years? Yeah, early on in his career. Yeah, he was definitely, um, you know, multiple pro bowler. He didn't have a single pass rush move, bro. I mean, like, I may be exaggerating, but like, he was, right, not, a, right. he was not a pass rush technician. Like, I feel, right. I feel like Calvin Chase could be what people thought Deion Jordan from Oregon was going to be when he was coming out of the draft. Yeah. A physical you know what I mean? that could beat you with his physicality and his yeah. athleticism Who's versus fast enough to cover, you know, his, his you know, moves. I agree. Especially yeah. when you got Joe Cullen as your coach. And my, my yeah. biggest thing with Calvin Chase too, is if you look at his college production, he only started for his last year in college and all the production came last from about, five games. Yeah. The last four or five games. Look at his NFL production too. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And then he finished top three in rookie pressures. All yep. from the end of the season, he played good at the end of the year. So in the now, wrong position, too. Exactly. Now he's back in his position. He's got more, you know, experience in terms of playing even out of position. He, he knows what to look for from how the tackles are setting up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. A lot of people are like, oh, you didn't do anything. And I'm like, I just don't – I can't agree with that. I can't agree that yeah. he didn't do anything in the preseason game. I would I would say this about him, too, like, because I, I, I think – looking back on some of the pass rushers we've had in the past in the, in that terrible scheme that we were running, you know, almost like <laughs> a, a guy like Dante Fowler to a degree, I think would be much better in this defense as well. But Dante, mm-hmm. I don't think Dante had the lateral movement that Calvin chase does. Um, so I think he has him there, but the part that gives me a little bit more hope for a guy like Calvin chase than a guy like Dante, I think he has his head screwed on pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. and, and, you know, you look at these pass rushers, man, either it's it becomes an art and a craft that they take very seriously and that they just become obsessive about or they're far superior athletes. And they, they you know, they stay in the league for eight, 10 years because they're just such great athletes. The special, special ones are the ones are, that are both the Von Millers mm-hmm. and the shit like that. And I'm not saying he's, right. he could be on Von Miller's level, but he does have special attributes athletically. So if he can just get any kind of technique and, and you know, he seems interested at least in, in, in honing that part of it. Um, but it's just to the, to the greater point, I think they're going to manufacture enough situations where he can get pressure that, you know, he's not relying on trying to you know, use skill all the time. Yeah, yeah, and speaking of Von Miller, there's a reason why Von Miller invited him to fucking hang out with Von Miller in the offseason. Von Miller sees something in him too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we gotta before we before we get off this thing, we gotta touch on um, you know, our only our our only thing we haven't really touched on, which is runner big. That yeah. dude like literally didn't even use his hands and he was still pretty much blocking everybody <laughs> that was across from him. Yeah, like he literally I mean, had his hands at his side and was like, ah, I could block you without my hands. He was literally absorbing all the pressure, like Urban Meyer said, and he was still winning. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what he's going to do when he puts his hands up. Yeah. And that was the first time he's played in, what, three years, two and a half years or whatever yeah. it was? I'm, I'm interested to see him, as I'm a huge runner big fan. Uh, I loved, 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 loved that pick as well when it happened. Um, yeah. And I – went back and watched it and I definitely saw what like Baselli and even urban said about, you know, his hands. Um, that gives me uh, not going to lie. 
that gives me a little bit of trepidation just because of nubs went through all the bad tackles we've had in the past. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I start hearing that, I start thinking Luke Jokel and just, you know, it's like a, it's like a flashing before my eyes, all of these guys. Um, so I, I, I don't want to put that kind of bad juju on our boy. I will be really interested to see how he plays in the next two games, because if he fixes that at all, then that's going to tell me that, you know, that, that he's probably got right in a week or two, even if, if he fixes it by the last right, right, right. game or whatever, then I'll be like, all right, we got something for sure here. I still think regardless that, you know, he's an amazing prospect and, you know, if he's a year out, maybe, and if it takes him sick, you know, half the season or a year of working on technique and all that to get back into playing football, fine, whatever. We don't, we don't have to have him right now. But if he shows in the next two weeks more of the complete package, then, uh, buddy, I'm going to have – I'm going to have a boner. I'm have a boner that looks like this. Yeah, I mean, we need to see him against, like, people that aren't the Browns' backups, but – Yeah. But yeah, if the- you can get your franchise quarterback and franchise left tackle in the same draft, that's – you can't ask for The rest more. is just straight bonus. Yeah, yeah send so your franchise it, running back. It, it, like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, we didn't even fucking touch on that. I'm not even. Neither did Minshew. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> oh, he was so wide open on that play, dude. Oh, I mean, that was, my God. That, he would have been gone. That play was right in front of dude. us in the section. That play was right in front of us. And then the play where Tyson Campbell just kind of lost yeah. that moment loaded up in the air was right in front of us too and Those we're like- so we're so used to it we all just look at each other like eh, what are you gonna do yeah. <laughs> Tyson, Tyson what are you gonna do the, the the Tyson Campbell one was like it was it was alarming but it was almost like I was shocked because his coverage was so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just lost it. Covered his route. He was in his pocket mm-hmm. and he was in good position up until almost the very end. And then it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it literally happened right in front of us. I'm watching the play develop. I'm like, oh, he's covered. He's, he's blanketed. Might he's be a blanketed. pick. Yeah. And then and then the ball's floating up there. I'm like, oh, we're good. And then I watch, and then I go back down to him. I'm like, look up, there's the ball. I go back down to him. And he just the moment they got to that front pylon, he looked so lost all of a sudden that I was yeah, just he did. Like, I was like, what in the world just happened? Did he lose in the lights? Like what just happened? It was it was crazy. And then the yeah, the, the ETN one was just uh you just got to laugh at it because that's our backup quarterback. I mean, that, that was, a, that was third a, string, third pa- string. a dump pass to the running back who was wide open. Gardner Minshew for practice squad. On another note, James Robinson is still a fucking stud. Yeah, he's he's NFL good. 100. Yeah. Number, one. number 100. That's, that's, that's respect, though, from the league, dude. Yeah. But he, he did that shit last year with, you know, me at quarterback. Nine man boxes. Literally, like he's that guy's really just good. good. Yeah, he's good. He's gonna be really good this year. Yeah, like, yeah. legit, legit. But yeah. but hey, my phone's about to die, so if I disappear, that's where I went. All right. Hayes Carline said ETN's gonna have fifteen hundred yards somehow. I don't really know how. <laughs> fifteen hundred yards of total offense, maybe. Yeah. It, how? Throwing, too. throwing. He's gonna throw some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure know. Hayes Carline's a good dude, but he uh, he's got takes. <laughs> he's 15, got some takes. And he's a fan too. Yeah. yeah. 1500 is a lot. I mean, I could see a, a number that approaches. If James Robinson stays healthy, you know, knock on wood all season, yeah. I think it'd be tough for him to get to 1500 all purpose yards. Especially um, with all the receivers we have too. Right. Like that's but a lot of yards. I, I, I think a better barometer for him, like a great season for him this year is if he gets to a thousand all purpose yards or more. That would be yeah, incredible. I'd take that. Yeah, I would take I think it, I would do over a thousand under fifteen hundred. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like it, like it, to me, if James Robinson is healthy all year again, yeah. And I think he'll run for twelve or thirteen hundred. And <laughs> if he does and then ETN comes in with another 400, 500 on the ground and another three, 400, 500 receiving, like hard to see that we don't have a decent year if that's happening. Right. I think ETN's going to have games where he just fucking pops off and he's going to have games where he's not existent. Yeah. I and mean, he, okay can make, he can make James two, play, he can make two plays him. and have 120 yards. Yeah. yeah. How much do you guys think we're going to see him at receiver? Um, not that much because I think we're going to carry too many receivers to begin with. Our receivers mm-hmm. are too good at their actual receivers. I, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, I think if you see him at receiver, you're going to see him lined up in the backfield and motion out. I think you're going to see a lot of fun two running back sets out of shotgun. Mm-hmm. And one of them might go out. And I think they're going to make teams brains fucking explode when James yeah. Robinson goes out and ETN stays in the backfield. You're making me fucking horny. Hey man, that's <laughs> what I'm here for. Look out Cass. <laughs> Uh oh! The big cat's Gabe, coming in. We're gonna test that procedure tonight. <laughs> oh, oh boy! I can I can assure you it all works just as fine. A man's unloading. He's unloading the clip. <laughs> and then the best part is Dillard can't get pregnant. Oh, man! It, it, Would be a beautiful baby though. Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, your height, hey, your height, and then Dillard's beard. Oh my God! <laughs> Andrew Norwell. <laughs> all pro guard baby i think yes, i might sir. be i think i might actually have already uh I, I think i might be raising an all pro guard right now this fucking second kid. yeah jillian's second a beast kid dude is huge. God, that's usually how it works it's usually My how it God. works um you know what they remind me of is the wendell brothers you got <laughs> younger one is like whoa yeah when they told me that Justin was the older brother. I was like, no, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, I'm still pretty optimistic on where the Jaguars are heading. Yeah. I think once once they lock in 16 as quarterback, hopefully after this game and not after the third preseason game, I think we'll all fucking throw, you know, the the rest of preseason and cruise control. We'll jump into like, please don't get hurt, nobody. I mean, especially you've seen what happened to the Jets today. Jesus Christ, they had like a catastrophic day um, as long as we can as long as we can keep avoiding that kind of stuff i, I i'm pretty pumped with where we're at right now you really hate to see that for the jets and their fans see, you really I don't do hate to see it for the jets fans i think it's fucking hilarious i feel bad for the fucking <laughs> poor player uh, you, you who just fucking blew his achilles like, up you hate to see stuff like that for the jets fans that's terrible terrible i got killed yeah. by jets Twitter this afternoon uh-oh oh yeah they, they came in hot 
I, I said I said some crazy shit. I had to delete some tweets before Nubs got canceled. I almost got canceled. <laughs> the fact that Nubs still has the account up is really impressive, actually. It's unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, you know it's flagrant as hell if Nubs is deleting it. Deleting tweets, Yo, no doubt. I've been making fun of a paralyzed dude for the last four years, but it's the one Jets fan. I had to just, I had to step back. <laughs> I can't believe that Andy Willis got his account nuked before Nubs did. I would have yeah, never took that bet if you told me that. He deserves it. Ago. Andy Willis I, deserves it. He should get his his new account nuked for saying that fucking Minshew. I mean that Lawrence wasn't great on Sunday. Dumbass. Go make another oh, podcast. Yeah, oh. Wow, that's strong. We might, do we have wow. A pod, do, we have a, do we have a pod rivalry? It was all no, good just, just a week ago. <laughs> I just I knew that I knew I could get Andy by just adding tweets to the thread before he could reply and he would tap out. And as soon as he did, I was like, yep, we're good. Everything's where it needs to be. <laughs> oh I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, true. Me neither. No, he he thought he thought that deep ball to Marvin Jones was bad because people don't realize people that he it was under thrown. Deep safety I'm like, fucking we kills him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he like reset Receiver his high feet. points the ball. Yeah, he like reset his feet, draped it over the top of the DB. Like, pretty good throw. He had he did have throw. he did have all day to throw that one too. Oh, he did. He had yeah. ten seconds. But when did Andy For say sure. that? Was it right after the game? It was on Monday or Sunday, whenever the day after. Oh, was. okay. Yeah, I got you. I had some thoughts too. I wasn't finna say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, hey, here's to hopefully not feeling like most of us felt leaving that game. Doom and gloom, baby. With the result, you know, hopefully we're not too much of that this year. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, at least we're competitive and there's some some good moments because, uh, yeah, that felt a little, you know, other than I, I think that the real problem was I was very encouraged by what Trevor did, but it was so small of a portion of the game that the yeah. rest of the game, especially yeah. Minshew, I remember thinking, all right, Minshew's coming in. He's going to be playing against their second or third team. Like we should, you know, we should light this up. We should probably, you know, I didn't care if we won, but like, that's actually why I checked all the way out on Minshew. I was like, nah, fam, you can't do it. Yeah. The threes and fours out. Oh, I bet, dude, I bet bro. real American dollars that we were going to win the game. Cause I thought Minshew would, would ball out against the team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We might need to get you to a meeting, you, Steven. Ben. I thought it was. I thought it was a slam dunk. I was like, "That's a preseason game." Minshew against third stringers, like, come on. No, pre-season he's just that much of a Jaguars game. A preseason so, Jaguars game. Just like Dillard, I'm all the way out. Plus, I also figured, like, okay, you know, this will make the game at least interesting for me. I'll at least care about it. That's true. That's actually why he stayed the whole game. I didn't have nothing to do with the Tebow fan that he brought with him. <laughs> no, it, was because, it was because of the company that i was enjoying that's listen, true listen send help for everybody Sully. if you're listening out there if you're listening um i don't know send help if, if, if you have a actually oh if you have the number or the at or the email address for a good like gambling helpline 1-800 get help i also got us i also got to put out there shout out to um BCB couch was in the section the entire oh, game. Oh yeah, he so that, was. That that's awesome. Yeah. Around, staying around, bullshit. he was. That's, that's actually back. all I. Really that was missed. like, 
I felt like like we have Trevor Lawrence, Urban Myers, our coach. Like we have BCB couch in the fucking stadium. Like what is going on in this place? Mans is back. I mean, Tim it was, Tebow played in the game. Like had, all it took was Tim Tebow to get couch to come back. Last time he had season tickets and was in that <laughs> stadium, he, he had like 11 less kids. I mean, <laughs> and he was, he was back at it again. Uh, it was funny because it was kind of like, it was a whirlwind getting down there because we brought, uh, we brought our daughter and Jackson to the game and just getting down there and, and uh, getting the section. It's like, all right, it's good to be back. Dapping up a few people. We got in there before most of y'all did dapping up a few people saying hello. And this gentleman comes down and walks the row right in front of me and like looks up and I'm like, I, I, I knew I've known all along that he got season tickets again, but I didn't like go into the game. Like, Oh, I'm going to see until you see see him in the stadium. I'm going to see the couch. And then I saw him and I was, I did kind of like a double take as I was looking on the field. I looked down and I'm like, Oh shit, that's right. You're here. <laughs> it was just a, it was a funny moment. So um yeah. Anyway, I guess I, I need to ask him what that means for the couch chapter. Um because yeah. oh yeah. Official business, official they've business. Lost, they've yeah. lost their leader. They've lost need their need leader. A new press. Um all right. Well, we, we plan on coming back after uh, uh game two of the preseason and talking a little bit. I think Dilla's gonna cut the roster down after preseason game two. He's gonna come in with comprehensive notes um a scouting report on each player and a reasoning behind keeping them uh after he does that Solly's actually gonna present us with six speeches um of any players that he thinks should be cut and what he would say to them on the way out so i'm really looking forward to that um and uh nubsy thanks for joining us bro it was awesome i I had a blast i love you guys appreciate you having me on oh yeah i love you I, I do have to say, I've already got the roster cut down to 58, Dillard, so I'll, I'll text it to you. Just save you a little bit of work. You just will work on I'm the last I'm really five. hoping my airplane has a TV on it because I'm going to be in a tight spot without it. Oh, um, yeah. You... Oh, um, Godspeed on your way back. I'm going to have to rewatch a preseason game without it. Um, Godspeed. I appreciate the Godspeed. Godspeed, Dillard. Uh, last – well, hold on. Before you do that, I just wanted I want to wish our, our pal Dilla uh, safe travels on the covered wagon that he'll have to take from the area. <laughs> um, and then I, I hope that once you make it to uh, an airport, uh, that um, the first plane that you get on, that will be the same uh, plane that the Wright brothers flew um, way back when. Um, hope that gets you to civilization. And then once you get to civilization, <laughs> maybe your plane will have uh, a TV on it. And uh, so you got a long journey ahead of you, friend. Please hydrate. Um, and remember, do not for- fjord the river with the oxen. Okay. I mean, like, <laughs> let gotcha. other people do that. Let other gotcha. people do that. Um, let them form the bridge and then you just go over it and just make sure you don't get dysentery. That's right. Yeah. My thoughts and prayers are with <laughs> you, Dilla, on this journey. <laughs> I need it. Okay. I don't even have Wi-Fi. You guys don't understand the effort I put into getting destroyed by these bugs. Do you, do you have someone's phone for a hotspot? I like that. I, I love, Hey, no, I'm, I only have signal in like this little area. Oh, okay. Not, not ideal. Okay, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Hey, our best as well, buddy, to uh, to Aunt Jackie. 
the real legend, the star of the show. Send her our love. <laughs> got to give a shout we'll out it. to uh, JB. We get off. I got to give a shout out to love, love you, my pills. friend. Got to give a shout out to the Fish Camp Pills here. Oh yes, Support sir. our locals, Veterans United. Oh, yeah, it's a good Good-looking looking fish. Drink sell local. Some, sorry, I had to sell some beers real quick. I want to shout out also uh, Bush Light. Um, they're a local. That's brewery. a Bush heavy. That's a Bush. That bro. is a Bush heavy. It's a full Bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say we've been drinking Bush latte up here. You, hey, That's all they I can, do. Is I, bush can, latte. Uh, I can equivoc- equivocally say. No one has been on the bold take with a bush heavy tall boy before. <laughs> we make some outlandish claims around here, but I'm positive of that. I'm very positive. I got a I got a bush light small boy too. If you need He's got a warm my man just pulled a for those for those listening at home, my man just pulled a warm bush light out of like the fucking TV cabinet. Hey, I'm just good. glad I'm just glad to see Nubs with a roof over his head because he showed up at the tailgate with an Amazon box full of warm bush lights. And I Listen. thought he was living in the woods there at the at the slab. I'm in, I'm in the process of moving at this moment, so my life is kind of in shambles. So I just showed up to the tailgate with like 12 bush lights in the Amazon box, and Sally was like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude? He took my beer and put them in a cooler." It's preseason. Yeah, it's preseason. I was a little worried. I was a little worried. I thought he was getting them delivered to the patch of woods behind the train track. <laughs> That's next level. Like you don't even have to bring your beers down. You're having them Amazon delivered there. I love it. That's the, oh yeah. I mean, next you gotta level work smart. We got scooters and we got beer delivery. Oh my goodness. All right. That's enough. Love you, JB. I'm out. Love you, JB. Love you, JB. See you next week. Let's go. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for the break that would make it okay. There's always some reason to feel not good enough. And it's hard at the end of the day. I need some distraction. Oh, beautiful release. Memories seep from my veins. Let me be empty. Oh, and weightless, and maybe I'll find some peace tonight. In the arms of Tim Tebow, fly away from here from this dark cold hotel room and the endlessness that you feel you are pulled from the wreckage of your silent reverie you're in the arms of Tim Tebow. May you find some comfort here.